Yo, what is going on, everyone? It's your boy, Cole, and today is Sunday, August 14th, and when mid-August comes around, that means one thing, that the NFL season is right around the corner. Now, just last week, and today's Sunday, so these past couple days were was week one of the NFL preseason, um, and it was fun. You know, first weekend of football in, I would say, six, around six months, so it was very refreshing, and now we got a full slate for, like, the next six months ahead of us of all all football it's gonna be awesome uh and every single year this is gonna be the third year we're doing it we make our annual season predictions uh and that's standings playoffs awards and super bowl predictions so today i'm joined by my outside the box crew nick peter and joe lukancic and uh we're gonna start off with the standings we're gonna start off in the afc afc north is gonna be a pretty interesting division uh we're gonna go from fourth all the way to first in the division and I'm going to start us off the team that I think is going to get last in the AFC North is going to be the Cleveland Browns with a record of three and 14 <laughs> I think they're one of the league's worst teams now yeah I just don't like the drama surrounded around that team uh they're a very run heavy team uh they added Amari Cooper they added Deshaun Watson which is kind of like the headliner of the whole offseason really because of that guaranteed money that they're giving him <laughs> Uh, along with the 24 sexual assault cases that he had. Uh, right now, I think he's at a six-game suspension, but that that's subject to change. And I really don't like this team with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Uh, they have Miles Garrett. They have Denzel Ward defensively. I like the talent that they have, but it, it, you could see with all these records, it's going to be very reflective of their quarterback play. And I'm not a Jacoby Brissett hater, but there's no doubt that he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that's why I think he leads his team to three to four wins. I think they come last in the AFC North. Um, I also have the Cleveland Browns in the last in the AFC North. Um, kind of going off what Cole said, they have pretty much everything there, except for that quarterback spot, which is going to be played by Jacoby Brissett. And this is one of the few teams who I have doing this bad that I can see like I can see a scenario where they maybe sneak into the playoffs because even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, he has everything around him that he needs. Um, his weapons are lacking a little bit, but he's the best backfield in the league. Probably one of the best offensive lines and the solid defense behind him. I know I'm saying very good things about a team that I have coming f- four and 13, but if Deshaun Watson – we're playing this year. I could see that record maybe flipping around. Definitely. Joe, what do you got? I, I think Joe's a big Steelers guy. So some people have the Steelers coming in last, but I, I can't see Joe having that. Steelers going to be a very decent team this year. Uh, <laughs> so the Browns, um, I'm banking that Watson stays at six games. However, that's unlikely. Um, if – all right, so I base this off of six-game suspension. I have the Browns coming in at last at seven and ten. Um, through that first six games, I have them going one and five because Brissett is brutal. But um, when Watson returns, I mean, obviously it's different. I have them winning like six of their last seven. Uh, but yeah, without really Brissett, uh, Brissett's brutal. I'm sorry, but the Browns, uh, they need Watson. I think they'll be a team to watch next year, but this year, however, it's not going to be their year, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with Stefanski if they keep him just because of the situation or they move on to a new head coach. But the Browns at 7-10. and 10. 
Um, for each of these teams, I listed a break. I don't want to even say a breakout player, but more of a team MVP. And for Cleveland, uh, you know, they got superstars. Like I said before, the the guy that I'm going to go with though is Miles Garrett. I just think they're going to be overall a lackluster team offensively, very inconsistent. I think there could be some games where they're playing a bad team and maybe put up, uh, you know, anywhere from 25 to 35 points, but there's going to be some games where they don't score any points maybe. Um, and for that reason, I'm just going to go with a safe pick. Uh, Miles Garrett, one of the league's best pass rushers. I consider him number two, just behind Aaron Donald, just uh, above TJ Watt. I love what Miles Garrett does. Uh, but Petey, a thing that I wanted to cover is that you had the Browns making the Super Bowl last year with Baker, but now that they have Deshaun, you think they're just going to be so bad. They don't have Deshaun. They might have him at the end of the year. But, yeah, the thing is, is that, you know, like Petey said, there's a scenario where they get in the playoffs for sure. Uh, and, you know, if they do make the playoffs, they're going to have Watson. So maybe they could be kind of a sleeper team to make a run. But I think the first six to eight games of the season is really going to kill – kind of the whole momentum that they're going to have. And I don't think they're going to be able to salvage many wins. They could be a contender. They're one of the few teams that can contend for the number one pick and a playoff spot at the same time. We re- they're, we don't know what we're going to get with Cleveland. We just got to wait and see. PD also, uh, we talked about this what, a few nights ago. PD uh, also said Baker Mayfield will win an MVP before Justin Herbert. I did say that last year. And I still think it could happen, but I don't think either of them are going to win an MVP. So, really? Ooh. All right. Third in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know Joe loves to bring up the fact that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. All good things have to come to an end. And although I don't think they're going to be too bad this year, I could see them maybe having, you know, in the 2023 draft, anywhere from picks like 8 to 16, somewhere in there. They're definitely not going to be a bottom feeder, but they're not a playoff team. I think they're going to come in with a record of 6-11, and 11, and they're going to have a bit of a quarterback, quarterback carousel. They have uh, Mitch Trubisky listed as the QB1 on the depth chart. Their QB2, according to them, is Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett has been running with the third team. Uh, none of those guys are going to be able to you know, bring a championship there. They're really bridge quarterbacks. I don't know what they're trying to do. They're just kind of settling for mediocrity. Uh, and the defense is spectacular. That's what's going to win them those six games. The offense, they're going to rely too hard on Najee Harris. Their receiving core, I like it a lot. But when you're having a bozo throwing them passes, I know, you know, Bears fans love Mitch. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. But now they love him. I still don't think they're going to be able to get much done offensively. They're going to have a lot of low-scoring games. They're going to pound the football. They're going to get some stops, force some turnovers. And I think they, they kind of scrap their way to a 6-7 to seven win season. I think they come in with a record of 6-11. and 11. I think this, with the Browns, we don't know what we're going to do at all. With Pittsburgh, I think we know exactly what we're going to get. And it's just going to be kind of a slightly below average team. Um, I also have Mike Tomlin's uh, winning season record coming to an end, as I have the Browns. Uh, the Steelers coming in at 7-10. and 10. And I, I think this is kind of an exciting team for the future. As Cole said, their receiving core is young with a lot of talent there. Obviously, Najee Harris in the backfield. Um, you said Kenny Pickett's listed as their quarterback three right now? Correct. Yeah. And yes. in the game yesterday, he uh, he, he, was great. Played, he he went third, though. He was the third. He ran with the third team. That's mm. unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was going to say something before Cole mentioned he was the third quarterback on the depth chart. 
mm-hmm. about this maybe being a new a new big three for <laughs> um, for the Steelers, like Big Ben, Bell, and Antonio Brown. But I think they may have to draft a quarterback next year if they want that to happen because they seem to have no faith in the first-round pick. They yeah. Spent um, I think they got pressured into that pick because he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, but I don't Naj- like Najee Harris and George Pickens are for sure exciting. And if you're a, you're a Steelers fan, you should be pumped up about that duo for the future. Um, also, as I'm looking at their roster right now, they have Miles Boinkin. Um, Providence. Notre Dame out of Providence Catholic High School. <laughs> right down the street. And um, who else we got here? Oh, Anthony Miller. Jeez, dude. Ooh, he's in deep. They got Gunner from the Patriots. He was like kick return specialist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this. Looking at this roster, I just I smell seven and ten here. Mm. Nothing else to say. I mean, <laughs> their defense is is decent. I don't think it's gonna be anything too special this year. But uh, I'm just gonna steal Cole's idea and do the team MVP thing because why not? <laughs> and I think this one's also pretty clear cut, like the Browns was, and it is. Most likely going to be T.J. Watt. I also think Miles Jack can have a pretty good season as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, seven ten. Uh, I'll go back to the team MVP. I guess we're just everybody's doing it now. Uh, I'll go for the Browns. Nick Chubb. He'll be my team MVP. Uh, he's going to really have to get that offense going himself. So he'll be Hold my team MVP for the Browns. Before Joe gets into his pick. PD, I think I know who it is, and we can clown him for it after he gives gives us the pick. Let's yep. hear it, Joe. You are correct. I have Bengals. <laughs> That's crazy. At, at nine and eight. This dude just has some sort of, I, I don't know, something against Joe Burrow. Okay. I don't know uh, what he did to you. So the Bengals, uh, I have them at nine and eight. Uh, remind, I do not, I only have one team making it from this division. Uh, so I also do have the Steelers at nine and eight. So don't feel bad. But based off of the it makes it worse, it, it's it, it's just based off of how things are set up. Bengals would finish ten, Steelers or nine, unfortunately. But uh, Bengals, oh, unfortunately, Bengals. Uh, so what's their downfall? What I, I, you know, they're I coming just, off a Super Bowl run. I, I just don't like them. I think they got lucky, and like you said, all good things must come to an end. And it's, they're just I, getting started, though. I, I don't like them. I, they're trending up. I see, what he, I see what he's saying, where they they were really big overachievers last year. But I don't see much regression with this roster. They only got better in the offseason. Like, it's, it's not like 9-8 and eight is bad either. But I think if they want to be considered a – I think the offense is fine. You'll You'll do fine with that offense. You'll do great things. But if you want to focus on competing with the Bills, competing with the Rams and Chiefs, you got to build a better defense. And that's what the Chargers did this year, as in adding Mack, J.C. Jack. Do they, do they, they still have Hendrickson? Yeah, they have Hendrickson and Bates. So, I mean, it, they got some pieces. They need more. So, mm-hmm. that's where next season you go out and get some other guys. But as of right now, the Bengals at 9-8, and eight, and I'll have their team MVP as Jamar Chase. Now, I don't think these guys are shoo-ins for the division. They did win it last year, but it's going to be a competitive di- division between them and Baltimore. Um, but not making the playoffs, I think, is a little little wild. Uh, 
I have the Baltimore Ravens, though, getting the second in the AFC North. I think since he goes back to that, we'll get into them. I'll dive in there uh, in a little bit. But Baltimore, obviously, we know what we're going to get with them. They really have the same kind of cast that they've had in the last two to three seasons. Last year, they got hurt by injuries. I think everyone knows that. Uh, They're bringing back Marcus Peters. And I think Marlon Humphrey was hurt for a little bit at the start of last year. Obviously, their running back tandem, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, went down. Lamar Jackson only played about 10 games last season. These guys were killed by the injuries. Um, And I think what a lot of NFL fans are skeptical about is that they're kind of a one-dimension offense. They really only run the ball. And to make matters worse, they traded away their wide receiver one, uh, Marquise Brown, to Arizona. (laughs) Um, I just don't think it matters, to be quite honest. In the AFC North, you know, it's very common. All these teams are good at running the football. Even the Bengals, you know, there might be a pass-first offense, but they still run the football. And I just think Baltimore does it the best out of these guys. I think they get a record of 12-5. and five. They're going to be the top wildcard team in the AFC. Not a knock on them at all. I just think Cincinnati's a little bit better. I love Baltimore, though. I like what Harbaugh's doing. The two rookies that they brought in, they brought in Linderbaum and Kyle Hamilton at pick 14. They got David Ojabo in the second round from Michigan. Um, it's if They can reproduce what they did in 2019, 2020. They should easily get into the playoffs and compete for the division. Um, and my second place team is also the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Go of the exact same picks for this division. Um, I mean, the only thing I really have to say about the Ravens is when Lamar Jackson's on the field, they win football games. That's just kind of been known. He is a winning quarterback, whether you like him or not. Whether you think he's a one-dimensional player, doesn't matter. He wins games when he's on the field. Um, the one thing that worries me about this team is obviously, as Cole said, the weapons, the receiving room. It's really lacking talent. I think Rashad Bateman can be a good receiver. Not so sure about wide receiver one, considering yeah. he wasn't used nearly as much as he should have been last year. Um, obviously, Mark Andrews is the number one target, though. He's going to be a problem for defenses trying to stop him. And their defense, obviously, very talented, getting a ton of guys back from injuries last year. And another thing, their offensive line has always been very good. And they're going to run all over teams in this division and just in the league in general. Um, I'm just going to add on to Cole's MVP thing. I'm going to do an offensive and defensive one because why not? (laughs) Um, Offensive MVP, again, this is pretty clear cut. I'm going to go Lamar. Um, And then on the defensive end of the ball, I'm actually – Going to take the rookie out of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, as my defensive MVP for the Ravens this year. All right. Before Joe gets into his BS about Pittsburgh, I'm looking at Baltimore's depth chart. And I think, honestly, Kyle Hamilton being picked at 14 was a heaping sack of crap. Because if you look at their depth chart, he's not even a starting safety on their team. Their safeties are Marcus Williams, who they got from the Saints. He's a dog at free safety. And at strong safety, they have Chuck Clark, who, you know, if you're casual, you may, be not, you may not know him. But he's, he's a serviceable guy. Um, if you look at their depth chart, their wide receiver two is James Prochet. And Devin Duvernay is their wide receiver three. Um, you know, and when they were picking at 14, there were guys like Chris Olave and Jahan Dotson still available. 
in the second round they could have taken a guy. I know that they're a run first offense, but you gotta you gotta fill holes, and that's just not what they did. They just kind of added to the defense that I think was already pretty solid. I feel like the secondary was a, a top part of their team. So Kyle Hamilton was a bad pick. I don't think he's going to amount to much. I agree with what you're saying about their safety room, but I can also see Kyle Hamilton kind of playing a linebacker role. He's 6'4", 220. So if he puts on a little bit more weight, he 100% could play like in an Isaiah Simmons role. I could probably like beat him linebackers. Up, Huh? I could probably kick his ass. Possibly. <laughs> they have Kyle Fuller. Yeah. Shit. All right. <clears throat> so now I, I have Steelers at, in second. Technically, they're tied for second, third, however you want to say it. But on the playoff predictor website, their 9-8 and eight is somehow better than the Bengals' 9-8. and eight. Uh, But Steelers also at 9-8. and eight. Uh, Pickett looked really good. But like you said, the defense is really the surrounding factor of this team. So you really got to, like, consider that. But Pickens has looked amazing. He might solidify himself as wide receiver one by the end of the year, but it all depends on the ball. Uh, I think Mitch could get you a few wins, but I think I also find it hard that uh, Rudolph is still over Pickens. That's, like, absolutely brutal. Um, But there's a stretch of games where – uh, it looks like on their schedule that there'll be like a few games where they win, a few games where they lose, and one I have them going three and three versus the division because usually no it is. way. Well, I have them losing to the Bengals twice, but beating the Browns twice and one one versus the Ravens because they always split versus the Ravens. But uh, this team, eh, it I think Pickett can be the future for this team but uh, I think I think the team MVP defense will be Watt and uh, we'll go Najee Harris for offense Alright so first in my division I'm going to kind of keep this pretty short and simple they're the Cincinnati Bengals they went to the Super Bowl last year uh, they didn't get worse at all they didn't really lose anybody they added CJ Uzoma to the tight end or no they lost CJ Uzoma they added Hayden Hurst that's kind of the even I would say Hayden Hurst is kind of underrated. They added Lyle Collins to the offensive line, and I think that was a big downfall on how they lost the Super Bowl last year was Von Miller and Aaron Donald coming off the edge in that Super Bowl, giving Burrow no time to throw the ball. Uh, They saw that that was a glaring issue, much like Kansas City did uh, two off-seasons ago, Um, and they they fixed it. And I think that it's going to be very similar to last season. It's going to be a pass-heavy offense. When they're inside the red zone, they're going to run the football to Joe Mixon. Uh, this is going to be one of the league's best offenses. And my team MVP is going to be Jamar Chase, who's going to receive for 2,000 yards. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> 2K for Jamar. No shot. Say that one more time. Jamar Chase will receive for 2,049 yards next year with 11 tud- tuddies. <laughs> and... 34 rushing. That may be the craziest thing anyone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> it's fine. He's going to do math. He's going to do so much math. Cooper Cup, he's going to have a Cooper Cup-like season. This might be crazier than me having the Bengals 4-13 uh, and PD of the, the Broncos at 12-15. and 
he also said Joe Burrow's career was over last year, so <laughs> I think we should calm down. <laughs> I, I just I think he's gonna retire. Cole, you just giving up on the team MVPs or what? I said Jamar Chase. Two. Oh, we're doing offense gonna, and defense. Come on. Uh, defense is gonna be Trey Henderson because Jesse Bates was overrated. Jesse Bates is a great or maybe player. Eli, maybe Eli Apple. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait. What do you have the Bengals? Record at twelve and five. They're gonna have the same record as Baltimore, but they're gonna go two and zero against them but, in season. Wow, I, give them the I had the I had the same thing. Both of nice. them at twelve and five. Bengals in first place for me. Um, this is obviously gonna be one of the league's best offenses. They probably have the best <laughs> receiving room in the NFL. Great backfield as well. Big fan of Samaji P Ryan. <laughs> Great guy. And then we got Hayden Hurst, new addition as Cole said. Ooh, I think it's okay. I still think it's a downgrade from C.J. Uzoma, but that's, that's all right. And then they made upgrades on the offensive line, too, which is what they really needed to do after um, last year in the playoffs. They felt like Joe Burrow was getting sacked every other play. And then on the defensive end of the ball, there's obviously holes to fill here. But looking at their depth chart, um, it looks a lot better than what I thought it would. Um, Jermaine Pratt... I think is a very good linebacker. Same thing with Logan Wilson. I think he's very underrated. Their ins or their nose tackles, DJ Reader and BJ Hill are two guys that I think are decent names. If you know football, watch any football. Their safeties, both of them are very good. Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Um, there's definitely <laughs> their cornerbacks are interesting, very lacking. So they're probably going to get dotted up shit ton this year and then obviously best kicker in football Evan McPherson's on the team and they're very complete yeah I have them coming in at 12 and 5 as I said offensive MVP I'm going to go chalk again just pick Joe Burrow Um, and then on the defensive end of the ball I'm going to say it will be Jermaine Pratt their middle linebacker Uh, would you guys have the Ravens at twelve and five? Since he also went twelve and five, PD, the Ravens twelve and five. All right, so we're only off by a game. I have them winning the division, getting the two seed, uh, going thirteen and four. So uh, I really like this team this year. I was telling Cole about their defense. Uh, this is a very, very, very good defense. Like I said, you have guys like Kyle Fuller, Kyle Hamilton. Justin Houston. I know he's old, but I mean, all those yeah, guys on your second team defense. Justin Houston. Uh, he is still he... can make an impact. Dude, is he like 40? Yeah, he's like 36, but he's an uh, experienced veteran who will still. I'm sure he's going to be the real X factor. Uh, the and Dave... record this year. <laughs> David, uh, whatever is. Oh, Jabo. Yeah, he's not even listed on the depth chart yet. So, I mean, they have some serious. I mean, Last year was an atrocious year for them because they were injured. All like uh, it was brutal. But this year, you added, like you said, their center potentially, yeah, potentially could be better. And uh, well, Creed Humphrey was pretty good last year, but a lot of people are saying uh, that he could be better than even him. But like you guys said, the weapons and all that. But like Petey said, when Lamar Jackson's on the field, you win games, and I think he stays. 
healthy this year, stays through it. And I think this team goes 13 and four, gets the two seed. Uh, their defense is just absolutely loaded. Um, offense will go Lamar and defense. I say, I'll say Patrick Queen has a really outbreak here. Outbreak. Okay. All right. Going into the AFC South. This is going to be one of the league's worst teams. I have them, according to my standings, getting the second overall pick in the 2023 draft. The Houston Texans, uh, the guy they have under center right now, Davis Mills, is not their franchise guy. I know he had some hype surrounding him, but he has no weapons, unfortunately. Their wide receiver, too, is Nico Collins. They, that guy sucks. Their running back room is just a bunch of mediocre guys. Uh, this team is one of the league's worst in terms of talent. I couldn't name a single person on their offensive line. Defensively, they lost Justin Reed. I, I also really don't know anyone on their defense besides Derek Stingley, which was a terrible pick. Oh, that guy's uh, going to be so good. This guy – or this team just isn't very good. I Honestly, I think their two wins is kind of a prediction. I think their two wins is going to be like surprising kind of upsets against like the Chiefs or something. Uh, but, yeah, this team is one of the few teams that I could see going 0-17. But I think they pick up a couple of dubs along the way. But Davis Mills is just not very good. Um, this division is not great. I kind of have this being like the new, the new NFC East. Yeah, some of those records sure. I had in here. And in last place, it was obviously one of two teams. I don't have the Texans. I have Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Ooh. And I know this team is young. Um. Hopeful. I, I I don't know, man. Uh, ETN's obviously coming back this year. He should be an exciting player to watch for this squad. Uh, they brought in Evan Ingram at tight end. Ooh. He'll be he'll be he'll be all right. Their backup tight end is Dan Arnold. Yeah. Um, obviously, T Law I think shows improvements this year. But they went out and got Christian Kirk, who they paid out the ass for a wide receiver two at best to be their star guy. I hate that. Um, their offensive line's got a couple dudes that uh, are pretty good. I've seen Josh Allen on the defensive end of the ball. Uh, Trayvon, wait, is Trayvon Walker the guy that they – Number one overall pick. Um, yeah. So Trayvon Walker. He should be young and exciting. Shaq Griffin. Yeah, their corners are actually solid. They got Foyasad. I think – I think why they're going to do so bad is because they lost they lost their star guard Andrew Norwell. Oh yeah, <laughs> he went to Washington. That could be that could just a few a few losses right there just because of that. Uh, yeah, but I have them coming in at three and fourteen, so not much improvement for them. I think in the draft they got to go out and I mean, they have many holes to fill. But I mean, I think they got to attack the linebacker position. Just looking at their depth chart. Or maybe even a wide receiver because they're paying Christian Kirk seventy four million dollars for an <laughs> average guy. Uh, I think it's crazy that you have. The, what do you have the Jags at? Three and fourteen. I find it crazy that you have them better. Than... Oh, oh, sorry. Offensive MVP for the Jags is going to go Travis <laughs> Etienne, and then um, on the defensive side of the ball, um. We'll go with Josh Allen. Man, I, I just find it crazy that you have the Texans higher than the Jags. Probably not by much, but uh, 
I have the Texans at one and sixteen. Jesus. They will solidify the one pick. Uh the thing with this team is besides Brandon Cooks, Laramie Tunsil, and Davis Mills, your fourth best guy is your head coach, Lovey Smith. Love that guy. Um you got Stingley in the draft. You got uh, nothing much. This team, their defense is horrendous. Uh, the offense might like, like it's hard for a team to go like one and sixteen except Jags and Lions. But the Texans' wide receiver too is Nico, Nico Collins. It, yeah, I just yeah. said that. Who in the hell is that? Exactly. exactly. The tight end is his name is Pharaoh Brown. Yeah, they sick. Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. But uh, Lovey, yeah, he's a great head coach. He'd be the reason they get three or four wins. But uh, he's in a bad position right now, so they only get one win. But uh, Marlon Mack will be their offense. Oh, I forgot what Brandon. Cooks. I like well, that pick. Uh, Cook, Cooks and Mack, uh, Cooks and Mack can share that. Uh, defense player, we'll give it to. I have no clue who the fuck some of these guys are. I uh, pardon my language, uh, <laughs> but I'll go Derek Stingley. Stingley. I mean, the only guy on the defense I've even heard of is obviously Stingley, and then Christian Kirksey, who I think used to play for the Packers. Packers, yeah, yeah, but yeah, this team is not. I I would love to see Lovey Smith coach this team with actually a decent team and a decent defense because they could be something. But one in sixteen for now. All right, getting third in the AFC South. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is one of the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL draft history. That guy is so bad. Uh, their lack of weapons offensively is going to hurt them. Etn can't do everything, and I don't even think he's that good. I think he's getting a little overhyped. Uh, in camp, uh, James Robinson got banged up. He's not going to amount to much. Evan Ingram's kind of a sneaky pick. He'll do a little bit. And I think the kind of the, the lone shining star of this team season is going to be the defense. I think the defense is going to get a little bit better. Obviously, 2017, they had Saxonville along with Jalen Ramsey. Their, their whole defense was just incredible, which led them, what, two minutes away from a Super Bowl. Uh, but Bill Belichick knocked them down. Um and then, but in the recent years, their defense has been absolutely atrocious, allowing so many points per game, bottom five every single year. I think they selected Trayvon Walker number one. And as much as I didn't like that pick, I think Hutchinson was the better prospect. Walker did show out in the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game against uh, Vegas last week, last Thursday. Uh, and I just think the defense, they added Shaq Griffin last offseason from Seattle. I like the pieces that they're putting together. And they're trending upwards, definitely, but they're just, they're a few pieces away. Actually, more than a few. They're like nine pieces away. But they're going to be 6-11 and 11 because of their lackluster division. 6-11, third in the AFC South. Um, I actually – I'm going to make a change here because I didn't realize how bad the Texans actually were. It's not <laughs> much of a change. It's really just one game because I think I have the Texans and the Jags splitting against each other. So I'm just going to say the Jags sweep them. Mm-hmm. And the Jags move up to 4-13. and 13 putting them in third. Um, and I guess I'll just talk about the Texans now, who are now my fourth-place team. They were my third. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that I even had to do that for them just shows you why this team should get last place. As I said before, their wide receiver, two is 
Nico Collins, and then the three is Chris Conley. These are guys that nobody knows unless you're like family with them. <laughs> um, obviously, Laramie Tunsil on the offensive line is pretty much the one shining spot they have on offense, and Brandon Cooks as well. Um, Damian Pierce, he's their rookie running back, right? He's listed third on the depth chart, so I'm not sure about yeah. that. And then Stingley, again, one shining star on defense. Uh, we got Jerry Hughes, who I know, but he's just old. Um, but, yeah, offensive MVP for this team. We're going to have coming in fourth place in the division is Brandon Cook, Brandon Cooks. And then <laughs> defensive MVP, I'll just pick Stingley. Uh, so I have the Jags at seven and 10. I won game better than Cole did, but I think they still end up with, uh, I think I still have them ending up with the eight pick. So they're still seven and 10 is way better than last year, what they have been in years past. But, uh, I like this team. They got a, finally a good head coach who cares about them and won't kick them. Uh, he just, and plus their running back three's name is Snoop. Let, let's like come on. But uh their offense. I'm really excited about this. Uh Doug Peterson, you saw what he did with Wentz when Wentz was his MVP form. I think Trevor Lawrence is a very similar uh early Wentz type guy. So seeing him work with Doug now should be interesting. Um I hope you guys don't like I, obviously, Christian Kirk, yes, he got overpaid, but I think he's a great receiver and will work well as wide receiver one. You have Marvin Jones, Chenault, and uh, Zay Jones. So, I mean, and then, like you said, Ingram and Dan Arnold. So, you have decent weapons, but like later in the, that's where like maybe in the draft next year, you take a wide receiver in that first round. Uh, o line, they got, they picked up Brandon Sheriff. Uh, it's great. Ooh. Well, it's a great pickup. Uh, Running backs, like you said, ETNA and Robinson. ETNA is <laughs> running back. I, I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not the best with names, as you guys can tell. But uh, they have the depth, and it might not be good, but I think that they are a few pieces away from being a – well, obviously, Lawrence has to play a big part, but I feel like they are a few – defensive ads and maybe a receiver ad away from being a playoff caliber team. Uh, I really like Devin Lloyd. I think he'll, he'll be my defensive guy for them. And then offense, I'll go T-Law. I like Trevon Walker. My, my opinion has changed on him. He'll be my MVP. All right. Second in the division, kind of my first real hot take, Tennessee Titans. They've won the division the past, like, three, four seasons. I can't see them doing that, though. The Tannehill era is over. It's time for Malik Willis. Uh, love that guy. Uh, he played pretty well in the preseason game, made some highlight real plays. Uh, he's the kind of guy that could win you a game single-handedly or single-handedly lose you the game. I think he's more like a – he's like a Jameis Winston-Mahomes hybrid. Very, very loose with the football. Um, but I like him. I like him. I think, Joe, Joe, I'll let you make your hot take that you told me before we started recording about Malik Willis. Uh, but I, I just can't see this team winning. Derrick Henry's only getting older. Uh, they lost A.J. Brown. They brought in Traylon Burks, who has that potential. But obviously it's going to take some time for him to develop into the A.J. Brown role that they want him to be, want him to have. Uh, 
they brought in Austin Hooper. De- defensively, they have Kevin Bayard. That's really the only shining star defensively. I really don't like this team that much. I think they kind of got carried by Derrick Henry. But as he gets older and more injured, this team is just going to lose more games. So I think they come nine and eight. They miss out on the playoffs, and they finally don't win the division. Um, second place in this division, only losing out by one game, is the eight and nine Indianapolis Colts. Now, looking at this team's offense, obviously Matt Ryan not great in the quarterback position. The running back room is actually extremely good with Taylor Hines and Philip Lindsay at the three, which I find wild. Um, receiving wise, Pittman and uh, Alec Pierce, I think is going to be a little bit of a sleeper rookie. I like that draft pick. I don't know when they took him, second or third. And their defense is obviously incredible. But I think their defense is going to be the reason why they win the eight games. I actually have them going five and one in their division. It's just they're a good team just compared to the rest of the AFC. They're not anything too special. Um, they also lost their defensive coordinator to the Bears, Matt Eberflus. So a little bit of a change of pace there. Um. Yeah, I think they just underperformed this year um, based on what they have on paper. Eight wins for the Indianapolis Colts. Their offensive MVP uh, will take Jonathan Taylor. And then on the defensive end of the ball, I will go with DeForest Buckner. Uh, I have the Titans coming in second at eight and nine. Uh, I told Cole... Well, actually, the hard thing is I don't think it will happen now because looking at their depth chart, Malik Willis is quarterback three behind Logan Woodside. <laughs> wow, that's bad. Uh, I Personally, I think that Willis takes over for Tannehill midseason. Tannehill <laughs> would be a guy that either, like Cole said, like he either just be a guy that will win – like. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, you have Derrick Henry. That's a huge partner offense, but he can only do so much. Uh, Robert Woods, you got this year. He's wide receiver one. They picked up Burks. Uh, a lot of people like him. I do not. Uh, you got Hooper, tight end. Uh, O-line's decent, but I think the I, I think their defense is actually pretty good. But I think the quarterback play is – and uh, who's their head coach? I can't think of his name. Mike Vrabel. Uh, he's not a big fan of Malik Willis. And uh, he. everybody thought he played well in his first game yesterday. And he was, like, picking out everything he did wrong. So uh, it might be a Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins type thing there. But uh, I've been going eight and nine and – they will have the 11 pick. All right. First in the AFC South will be the Indianapolis Colts. They sneak into the playoffs with a record of nine and eight just because of how bad this division is. Matt Ryan, I'm a notorious Matt Ryan hater. I don't think he's very good. He's like ninth all-time in passing yards, and he's like 2,000 away from fifth all-time. So I don't want to make a wild claim that he's not a Hall of Famer because he'll definitely get in along with the one MVP he had and his Super Bowl appearance. But he's getting older, and he's just not very good. He doesn't have a Julio Jones or a Roddy White. I mean, he has Pittman, who people are hopeful for, but he hasn't proven himself to be a true 
X-factor receiver, you know, with some of the top guys. I think he's a tier below that. Uh, he could be that guy, though. Second-round pick, Alec Pierce, was a terrible selection. I know they needed receiver help, but they could have taken George Pickens, who's so much better than Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce sucks. He got carried by Desmond Ritter. He's a bum. Uh, this team is going to be carried by Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I love that guy. Went to Wisconsin. Uh, defensively, I think they took some hits. They lost Al Quahin Muhammad to the Bears. They lost their safeties coach to the Bears. They lost their defensive coordinator to the Bears. Who's never everyone of the Bears. Um, they have Darius, I mean, Shaq Leonard, my bad. He's a new name, Shaq Leonard. Uh, their secondary is very good. They have a very well-rounded defense. Uh, their offensive line is incredible, like always. This is going to be a – this is an AFC North team kind of hiding in the AFC South. Uh, this this team would fit well in the AFC North because of their ground-and-pound uh, strategy, and that's how they win the division. I think they're going to try and out-Titans the Titans. I think JT is the new lead back in the AFC South. They sneak into the playoffs. But uh, don't let this fool you. Joe is going to talk about how there's some dark horse team. They're not. Uh, they're a walking first round exit. These guys stink, but because of the division, they're going to sneak in. Matt Ryan sucks as well. I wait. Who? Oh, you're talking about the Colts. Um, I am talking about the Colts. I have Titans in first place. Kind of similar to what Cole is saying about the Colts at nine and eight. Um, again, five and one in the division, but outside of the division, they are just not a very good football team. Oh. Okay. And, and, um, Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, is pretty mediocre. Uh, QB, obviously, Derrick Henry is going to lead this team to their nine wins, probably. And the receiving room, I actually think they probably upgraded in. They lost AJ Brown, but they added Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. I think Burks is going to be very good for this team. Um, obviously, added Austin Hooper as well. Their offensive line. Um, could show a little bit of improvement, but overall, it's decent. Um, I actually think their secondary is a very underrated part of this team. They obviously have Caleb Farley, who is a uh, second-year player. I don't really remember what he did last year that much, but I think he was all right. Then we got Imani Hooker and Kevin Byard at safety, and Bud Dupree also a cornerback. Um their front seven is definitely where they're lacking, and they have been lacking there for, I feel like, what's been forever. Um, but, yeah, 9 and 8 for this team. Pretty mediocre year for them. Offensive, offensively, the MVP, I'm actually going to go Traylon Burks and not Derrick Henry because why not? And then on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, it's like Caleb Farley. Why not? Shit, I forgot to do that for the Titans. Uh, I'll go Henry and – who uh, Bud Dupree? Um, for the Colts, I have them coming in also at nine and eight. Uh, Cole was talking about. I I do believe that this team could be a dark horse team, just to like possibly sneak their way into a conference championship. But I don't have them. Nope. I don't have them. But don't be surprised if they do. I'm going to be so surprised. <laughs> Their defense is phenomenal. They added Gilmore this year in the offseason. Oh, you're going to say, oh, Stevon Gilmore. He's, he's a, he'll, fit like that, Gilmore. He'll, he'll fit in that defense perfectly. They have a great O-line. Jonathan Taylor, too bad he's going to get hurt. But he's a pretty good running back. Will not be selecting him. 
pick number one in fantasy. Uh, they're also receiver away. Uh, they have Steve-O's favorite player, Kiki Kuti. <laughs> uh, but uh, I know people think I'm nuts when I say this, but I also think Matt Ryan could be a sleeper MVP pick this year. For all of you that like uh, betting, his odds at like plus 7,000 is absolutely ridiculous. So that's that. But nine and eight, uh, them getting the last division spot. Four seed in the AFC. All right, moving to the AFC East. Coming in last in that division is a team that I think Joe. I I don't remember if Joe likes this team, but the New England Patriots five and twelve. Their yeah. offense now that McDaniel's is gone is now run by Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. That says a lot. They added Devontae Parker. Their highest paid player is Matthew Judon. Uh, that's not the guy you want your highest paid player to be. Uh, this team is just not good. I know Belichick is a very scrappy coach, much like Mike Tomlin. Uh, maybe he does something with nothing, but this year I can't see it. Maybe they pull off a Tampa Bay Rays-like year, but I just, again, I can't see them doing that. I think they're 5-12. and 12. Mac Jones is the definition of mediocre, and the division has just has gotten better overall. Well, they haven't. They, they're letting the division pass them by. They made the playoffs last year. I think there's no chance to make the playoffs this year. Five and twelve for the Pats. Oh, and by the way, Cole Strange in the first round. Are you high? That's a terrible first round pick. Sean McVay said himself that they were looking to take him in round three. There was so much better talent there. I keep, I hate how he's always trying to find the diamonds in the rough. Sometimes you just got to take the chalk pick, and they should have done that, and they didn't. They suck. Um, not sure that this isn't very much of a surprise pick, but I have the New York Jets coming in last place in this division. <laughs> I'm ready for this one at three and fourteen. <laughs> I, that that is surprising. I I don't know. Um, Zach Wilson going into his second year started off last year looking like the worst quarterback that the game of football has ever seen. Um, finished the last eight games of the year pretty decent. I mean, he wasn't terrible. Um, Mike White in there, who had the greatest game ever. Um, the receiving room is very young, and I, I like what they're doing there. Same thing with their running backs, Brees Hall and Michael Carter, two very young guys who show lots of potential. Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, uh, receiving-wise. Um, where I think this team really lacks, though, is with the offensive line. I know they've tried to make improvements over the past few years, but I don't know. It just still seems very lackluster. Also, the defense. The defense is still bottom, dare I say, bottom five in the league. <laughs> I don't like anything they're doing on defense, really, from the looks of it. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, they picked um, in the first round this year. And also, John Franklin Myers. Yeah. A few shining spots on this defense. Quentin Williams as well. But other than that, I really don't like anyone here. CJ Mosley's all right. I think he's pretty overrated, though. Um, yeah, this is a three-win team. I This is one of my few picks here where I really don't like. Um, I think they could probably win five or six games, but not much more than that. Uh, offensive MVP here uh, will go with Brees Hall, the rookie running back. And then on the defensive end of the ball, I mean, this is a pretty easy pick for me. John Franklin Myers is their yeah. defensive MVP. Uh, I also have the Jets coming in last at four and thirteen. Uh, 
I was looking at their schedule and Cole was hyping them up to me and I just could not see them winning much games. And I am not a big Zach Wilson fan. And I dare say that Joe Flacco would lead this team to more wins this year. Uh, <laughs> I think Joe Flacco could get them to six and 11, but he won't start. So uh, like Petey said, they are headed in the right direction. It's just, a lot more pieces like the Jags. I'd say the Jags are higher than the Jets on building a better team, but uh, the defense, you need a lot more help. Uh, Makai Becton every year, we're just waiting for him to stay healthy. And he just cannot like a guy, his size. Uh, it just, it would be amazing to have him on the old line, but he can never stay healthy. Uh, offensive player. I'll go. Elijah Moore, defense, you already know, JFM. I hate the New York Jets slander, to be quite honest. I do have them coming in third in the division, and that's only because Zach Wilson recently got hurt. He had that knee injury, and he's going to be ready within the first three weeks of the NFL season, but I think that knee injury is going to limit his rushing upside and just him overall scrambling out of the pocket. I think he's going to take some more sacks than he normally would. Um, I have them coming in with a record of 7-10. and 10. I think the three to four wins is completely outrageous. Uh, they got so much better. They had the number four pick. They selected Sauce Gardner. He could immediately be one of the league's best cornerbacks in year one. He's never allowed a touchdown in his, in his college career, ever. I mean, the guy is just a dog. Uh, then they drafted uh, Garrett Wilson at pick 10, uh, who immediately could be a nice target for Zach Wilson, the Wilson to Wilson uh, combo there. They have Elijah Moore, second-year receiver out of Ole Miss. Uh, their offensive line is very solid. They have Elijah Vera Tucker. They uh, obviously lost Mekhi Becton with the broken kneecap, shattered kneecap, which is just very unfortunate. But the, overall, the team, they got a lot better. They added a solid tight end in C.J. Uzoma. They added a great running back in Brees Hall. They're giving Zach Wilson the weapons. Unfortunately, he's a little banged up. But I had this team originally making the playoffs. I dock them of a few wins because of Wilson's injury. I don't like that lingering. I think they get a 7-10 and ten record, though. And I think I, – I don't want to call them a shoe win because the AFC is a very tough division, but I could see them having 10 to 11 wins in 2024, depending on how their offseason and the, the 2023 draft goes. But I'm a big Jets guy. I think Zach Wilson is a franchise guy. Uh, this is probably one of my first surprise picks here. I have the Dolphins in third place in this division at 7-10. and 10. So you're stupid. Possibly. <laughs> um, honestly, I really don't have like a very good reason why I think they're going to be seven and ten. I just think they're going to underperform. There's always teams that do it, and the Dolphins are a great pick to do because the Dolphins are always going to dolphin. Same thing with the Jets. Like the Jets, you could expect to do good, but Jets are going to jet just like the Mets are going to met. <laughs> feel bad for those fans. Um, Tua going into his, what, third year? Fourth year? I don't know. Yeah, third. Um, it, he'll be all right. I just don't see him being a franchise quarterback for them at this point. I feel like they're going to have to go out and draft someone within the next two years. Um, I've seen picked up Tyreek Hill, probably the biggest move of the offseason, I would say. Um, There's a lot of big moves. This is a crazy offseason. I know. Uh, him and Jalen Waddell are very exciting as a receiving duo. And they're going to be the reason why I think the Dolphins possibly could slide into the playoffs. 
Um, Teron Armstead on the offensive line. Other than that, it's very lackluster in my opinion. Um, their defense has been good for the past few years, and I think it continues to be fairly good. Um, again, I don't see any like huge reason why this team goes seven and ten. I just think they underperform. Maybe they deal with injuries. I, I don't. Yeah, seven and ten for the Dolphins. Offensive MVP. I'm just gonna take Reek. And then on the defensive end of the ball, I'm going to take hmm, go with Jerome Baker. Uh, I have the Patriots going eight and nine, coming in third. Uh, they really, I mean, they lost Gilmore on the defense, but Cole brought up how Joe Judge lost Gilmore last year. Well, you brought up how Joe Judge and Patricia calling plays is a bad thing. They were with Belichick for many Super Bowl wins. So that's not the issue. I mean, Joe. That is the issue. I mean, Joe, I I was listening to our podcast, uh, our predictions for last year, and you ripped into Joe Judge for like three (laughs) to four minutes. Yeah, I know I did. No, no, he's an awful head coach. Don't get me wrong, but. You can't really say, like, I mean, that he when they're with the Patriots, things are obviously different because they're under helm of Bill Belichick. So when it comes into, like, I know you and Casey like to get in the argument of who it was. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? It Belichick has the, uh, what's it called? Obviously, Brady threw the passes. Uh, we can get into that. But <laughs> Belichick has that uh I can't even think of the word but he, no there we go he has the presence like he has like the I can't even think of what I'm saying but like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia under Bill Belichick is way different than Bill Belichick I mean way different than Joe Judge being uh, Jason Garrett being under Joe Judge if you know what I'm saying here so there is a big difference in that. So I don't think the play calling is the issue. I think the defense actually is the trouble part this year. I mean, they added fan favorite Malcolm Butler back. Uh, They like he'll make an impact, but uh, they traded for Devontae Parker. He's their new wide receiver one, Uh, but they got good running back depth. They'll just be a mediocre team finishing eight, nine. Uh, We'll go Devontae Parker, for offensive, and we'll go Judon for defense. Um. Oh wait, that is Cole's turn. I was ready to go. <laughs> Number two, Miami Dolphins with a record of nine and eight. I think they just missed out on the wild card. Uh, they're a young, upcoming team. Tua is a franchise quarterback. Um, he's actually a top ten or top top twelve quarterback. I like what Tua is doing. Uh, it's kind of a bold pick now, uh, but you guys will see. I've always been a, I've, within the last year. I've been a big Tua fan. I think, like I said, he's going to get the Dak Prescott treatment. He was very much hated, but now everyone's going to love him because he does good. Uh, their wide receiver room is loaded. They have uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who set a rookie receptions record last season. They're going to be a nice duo to pair with. Tyreek running the deep routes, and Waddle is kind of that safety valve. They signed, like, five running backs. Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Uh, I think they got, like, David Johnson. They got Sonny Michelle. They're four. Yeah, they got a bunch of guys. Um, that they can utilize defensively. I just think they're okay. They got Javon Holland, who's pretty good. They got Zayden Howard. 
Uh, I would like to see that front seven get bolstered a little bit. Maybe that pass rush needs to get a little bit better. Um, and that's why I think they miss out on the playoffs. I just think the run game is going to kill them a little bit. Uh, and playing in that tough AFC, they're going to pick up some wins against the Jets and Patriots. But Bills, that's like a guaranteed 0-2 right there. And then I'm sure they're going to play some other tough games. And I just see them being very mediocre and coming in with a record of 9-8. and eight. My second-place team, again, probably my most surprising pick of this whole thing, is the 10-7 New England Patriots, which at 10-7, and they still miss out on the playoffs, which should tell you something about the next division we're going to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick is always going to do Bill Belichick things, no matter what he has around him. I mean, the defense is still great. I don't know why you're just skipping on that. I really see – very little holes in this defense, maybe a little bit at linebacker, but um, their offensive line, great as always, which is going to establish a good run game. They never really pick one guy to run the ball, always go by committee uh, with Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. I think uh, Ramondre is going to take a, a bigger role this year for sure. And uh, Mac Jones, who I think is pretty clearly the best quarterback in his class, um, he's not going to be like the top level quarterback like Mahomes, Josh Allen, all of them. But I think he'll be around for a while starting in the league and performing very, very well. He's always going to be an above average guy. Um, receiving wise, again, you might look at Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers and think meh. But again, it's Bill Belichick. He does that every single year with guys who sometimes you never even heard of. Um, obviously, tight end room is great too with Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. It's no, uh, it's no Gronkowski, but they'll get the job done for sure. And I think all of this will lead this team to ten wins with Bill Belichick uh, doing Bill Belichick things. On the offensive end of the ball, I'll take Mac Jones as their MVP, and then defensively, I will go with. Just go with Judon. Uh, I have the Dolphins at ten and seven, but they also will not make the playoffs. Um, I really like this team. Uh, quarterback, I'm not a big fan of Tua, but I think he'll do decently well this year. Um, running back, it's a it's a very well uh, put together running back room. Miles Gaskin went from running back one to running back four. Uh, all in the span of a year. You have Edmonds, Moser, Sonny Michelle, and now Gaskin. Uh, receiver room, uh, you lost Devontae Parker, but you gained Tyreek Hill, so uh, it's a pretty big W there. Uh, added to Ron Armstead. Uh, I'll say the reason this team doesn't do as well as they're uh, – uh, I mean, they're supposed – I mean, everybody's saying like 9-8, 8-9, or 7-10, 10-7, whatever, but – Losing a defensive mind like uh, Brian Flores, and I mean, I love their new head coach, Mike McDaniel. It's a great guy. Good guy. Uh, but losing a defensive guy like that and defense now being the weak point, I don't think that they need to go out and add a little more defensive pieces if they want to be a top, top team in the league. But, uh, and figure out a quarterback because I don't think two was the answer. But um, I'll go Tyreek and Xavier Howard. All right. First in the AFC East is going to be the Buffalo Bills. 
this might be the quickest team I'm going to say the whole time because you know exactly what you're going to get. You got Josh Allen. You got Stephon Diggs. Uh, and you got that great secondary with Trey White Goalie Academy, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. I mean, they're just loaded. Really zero weak spots, I would say. Maybe their defensive line. But they're still even working to improve that with Greg Rousseau, uh, who they picked in last year's draft. Uh, they lost Brian Dable, who I was actually not a big fan of. I think because they're playing in Buffalo, they need to utilize the run game a little more, which they went out and spent a second-round pick on James Cook, who I absolutely love this season, uh, to pair him along with Devin Singletary. And they also have Matt Breed and Zach Moss. So I, obviously, those guys aren't good, but they're serviceable. Um this team is going to come in with a record of 15-2. They're going to have the best record in the regular season. Uh, there's always one of those teams. I know I, I don't like to be the guy to be like 17-0, and 0, but every year there's one team that stands above the rest. And I think if there's one team to have 14 to 15 wins, the Buffalo Bills are locked. I think Vegas has them as the highest odds to make the Super Bowl. Uh, this seems like a pretty chalk pick. Uh, we all have them winning the division. I think the whole world has them winning the division. They're pretty much a lock here. 15-2 Buffalo Bills. Um, pretty much said everything that needed to be said about these guys. I have them at 14-3. Um, and I believe that is the best record in the league for me. It is. Um, obviously, Vegas has them as Super Bowl favorites. They're the best team in football going into the season. Um, I, I really don't have much to say about them. Other than... I don't know. I, Gabe, Gabe Davis is their wide receiver too. Is a little uh, questionable to me, but he obviously had a phenomenal game last year, scoring three touchdowns against Kansas City. Um, but I think people are overrating him a little bit just from that game. I would like to say that well, a they're going to bring in Beckham possibly, which would be a huge add-on, take some pressure off Diggs. But also, there's one game every year that Buffalo kind of blows. And last year, that was the Jacksonville game. So, I say 15-2, but maybe I might want to change it to 14-3 because they're probably going to lose like the Bears or something late in the year. And that could be their downfall in the playoffs. Their, I don't want to say inconsistency because they win a lot of games, but for some reason, they just like to choke. And I don't think Sean McDermott's the guy. I think you need to go with an offensive mind head coach, maybe a Matt Nagy in there. He, they, he can be pretty solid. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he'll turn things – <laughs> the right direction. Um, but for this Bills team, again, 14-3, and three, there's not much to say about them. Um, MVP-wise on the offense, I'm just going to take Stephon Diggs. And then defensively, I'm going to go with Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, yeah, I have him at 15-2 as well. And we'll go MVP offense, Allen, and Von Miller on defense. Uh, this team uh, – I'll go into depth more on them when we get to the playoffs, but yeah. All right. Last division in the AFC, the West. This division is loaded. One of the most competitive divisions we've seen in the last couple of years is going to take place. And sorry, Zach, you're going to actually know I'm not. Denver Broncos are going to be last. They are going to come in with a record of eight and nine. Uh, they brought in Russell Wilson. Uh, he's very good at football, but he's not better than the Chargers, Raiders, or Chiefs. I'm sorry. The defense is okay. Justin Simmons is kind of overrated, to be quite honest. They brought in a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who I'm a big fan of, actually. He was under Matt LaFleur, who I think is one of the best minds in football. 
Uh, I think Denver maybe could be decent in the future. I don't think that this is like an all-in kind of season. Russell Wilson still has three to four pretty solid years left in him. Uh, this year, I just think the cookie does not crumble for them. And I think they come in with a record of eight and nine and miss out on the playoffs. Excuse me real quick. We are four outs away from a perfect game. Who? Drew Rasmussen from the race. <laughs> oh. Last time I turned on a perfect game, it got ended the first pitch I saw. So well, I'm turning it on right now. <laughs> All right. So my last play. Okay. Before I start this, I just want to say this is the hardest division to predict. I feel like any combination of these teams in whatever order you want it to would be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one team that stands above the rest. I don't think there's one team that's below all the rest. I think you actually have a better shot at predicting this division if you just closed your eyes and pointed at teams one, two, th- one, two, three, four. Um, but in last place here, I have Joe's team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, that, that is bad. <laughs> Again, who are you going to pick to get last? I, I think know. I think the clear team to get last is the Broncos. I have the Chargers coming in at 10 and 7 and missing out on the playoffs, which is wild. Um, Again, I I don't have many bad things to say about this team. Just the rest of the division, I believe, is better and is going to be better this season. Obviously, Justin Herbert, arguably, he is the second best quarterback in this division. Sorry, Russ. And then, obviously, Eckler, Spiller. And then Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, like, again, this is a good team. They added Khalil Mack. Uh, their pass rush is going to be probably the best in the league this year. But I just don't think – kind of the same thing I said about the Dolphins, that I think they're a good team. I just think they're going to underperform because uh, one of these teams in the division has to. So my pick was the Chargers. And offensively, MVP, I'll go with Eckler, and then on the defensive side of the ball, I'm actually going to say Khalil Mack, who additioned from Chicago. Mike Will made it will be the offensive MVP for the Chargers. Keenan Allen is on the on the coming down. Uh, Eckler's not going to recreate that. I think Mike Will made it. I mean Herbert also, but I think Mike Will made it. Will have like 15 touchdowns this year. We are three outs away. Um, let me go into my picks real fast. I have the Broncos at 10-7 and seven, making the playoffs. That's right. I have every team yeah. in this division making the playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. The, uh, the division's great. I think this is the year every team makes the playoffs. Broncos, uh, getting Russell Wilson's huge. I mean, that's a, that's a game changer. You had Drew Locke. Uh, I'm not saying Drew Locke is bad, but quite an upgrade from – yeah, Wilson DeLock is a very big – I mean, you got the defense. It's always pretty great. And you got a new head coach in uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I think he will be very – he'll be pretty good. But uh, besides Andy Reid in this division, you have very new head coaches. And that's where I feel like – I also feel, well, for the Broncos' point of view, you need another receiver going into next year. But the defense, you got Sertain, Chubb, Simmons. You got a very good – well – Put together defense, and uh, it will get it'll be good enough to get them in the playoffs at 10 and 7. I, I'll say Russell Wilson and Bradley Chubb as your MVPs. 
All right, third in the AFC West, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them sneaking into a wild card spot in nine and eight, but these guys are not the offensive powerhouse that some people make him up to be. Uh, I love Justin Herbert. He's going to be an MVP candidate for like the next 11 years. Um, but their wide receiver room is loaded, but I don't like the guys that they have. Keenan Allen, I've been a big fan of his, but I think he has incredible regression this season. He's going to have like, an Allen Robinson type of year, I think, to be honest. Mike Williams, he's okay, but he's no wide receiver one. Eckler, he's just not going to recreate that. I just feel like, the, much like Denver, things aren't going to go their way. Uh, I think they lose, much like 2020, they're going to lose some close games, uh, kind of like the Lions did last year too. I, I don't think the luck is going to be on their side, and it's going to be karma for not tying against uh, the Raiders last year. Brandon Staley's dumbass took a timeout when he could have went to the playoffs, and that's going to be his karma for not taking that – or for taking that timeout. Uh, and they're also a first-round exit. My third-place team, only one win better than the 10-7 Chargers, is the 11-6 Denver Broncos. I had them 12-5 last year with <laughs> Drew Locke. Now they had Russell Wilson, and they lose a win for me. Not sure how that works. <laughs> But um, the only really big loss this team had was obviously Von Miller, who uh, went to Buffalo. Well, L.A. last year and then Buffalo now. Um, but, yeah, everything I said about the team last year still stands. And now they just added the one position that they need, and they went out and got a top five guy that can Ugh. throw the football. Number so seven. I, what did you say? Number seven in the league. Um, their old line is pretty lackluster, but I mean, Russell Wilson's used to that. He's did that in Seattle for his whole career. Um, their secondary is very, very good. I like Sertan a lot. Yeah, they have a very good secondary. Their front seven could show improvement, but I think it's good enough to uh, get them at 11 and 6 and uh, slide into the playoffs. And offensive MVP, here, I'm going to go with a newcomer, Russell Wilson. And then defensively, I'll just go ahead and pick Sertan. Uh, this might come as a surprise to some people, but uh, coming in third place, also at 10 7, I have the Kansas City Chiefs at 10 7. I said 10 7 twice. But um, I feel like people are, a lot of people are saying losing Tyree Kill isn't going to be that much. I think it will be that much enough where you get third place instead of first place team. A wide receiver can't change a team's record I, that much. I think it can by one in two games like that. They brought in they brought in Juju Smith Schuster. In a division who, like this, one in two games is yards. huge. And that's where I think Tyreek Hill's impact does. Do Tyreek win no, them one or two no, games? No. I, I, last year, let alone versus the Bucks, didn't he have like two hundred receiving yards at half? That was two years ago. You act like they don't have, like, vertical threats like Tyreek Hill on their team. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is – They do. Yeah. I'm not probably probably the three, Hill, a I mean, top three tight end of all time. Yeah. Now we, obviously, obviously, Tyreek Hill is a different breed after the catch, and they probably don't have someone like that. But, I mean, come on. He's not winning them two games – or he's not winning them two games by himself. All right. Yeah. All right. Sure. But I think losing him – is, they brought um, in Justin Reed. Like him. Like, no, um, Patrick Mahomes can no longer say, fuck it, Tyreek's out there. It's going to, fuck it, Juju's out there. And, like, Juju's not going to catch that ball. <laughs> I mean, Cole, that. according to you, they also lost the best.
they did do that. Yes, the honey badger is so incredibly good. By getting Justin Justin Reed, they also gained a kicker. Yeah. So, if Bucker goes down, they have themselves a guy who could drill it from 65. Um, uh, We'll go offense, Travis Kelsey, and defense. I'll go Chris Jones. All right, third – or, I'm sorry, second in the AFC West is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. They sneak into – not not sneak in. They solidify a 12-5 and record with the top wild card spot. Uh, they brought in Devontae Adams. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to be like Joe and be like, oh, that makes them contenders. Uh, but it's because they, they – what? They won 10 games last season. Uh, they also brought in one of the league's best pass rushers in Chandler Jones. That's the kind of guy that can add on a couple wins, much like Khalil Mack did for the 2018 Bears. Um, he was there. Yeah, Chandler Jones and Mack Crosby is, could compete with the Chargers, Mack and Mosa. And Carl Nassib. Yeah, exactly. The pass rush is insane. Um, and then offensively, they have weapons for days. Darren Waller is the fourth best weapon on that uh, team. Nassib got released. Damn it. He won me my week one fantasy matchup last year. I, I mean, I love that guy. Henry Ruggs might make a return. So I really like what the Raiders are doing. 12 and 5. Derek Carr, I don't want to even say Dark Horse because he's not really. I think he's just a straight up MVP candidate. He can do it. He could pass for 5,200 yards next season and 52 touchdowns. He could have a 52 52 year. Uh, coming in second place for me. With the same record as my first place team, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, again, Joe thinks that them losing Tyree Kill is going to lose them like five games. Which I said one or two. Joe, Joe they, said they're going to come in with a record of like seven and ten now. Yeah, I mean, he basically Tyree. said they're going to be five and twelve this year. Oh yeah, my god! He, he said they could be two and fifteen, competing for the number one pick. <laughs> he actually oh. said he actually said it's possible that they could be zero and seventeen. <laughs> Which I don't understand. I mean, it's just yeah. Tyreek Hill. Um, but, yeah, they, they did lose Tyreek, but they brought in Juju, who I think, aside from social media, he's he's very, very good. Um, MVS, who I think is very underrated. He's going to be good for them. And then McCall Hardman, again, a vertical threat who can sort of fill that role that Tyreek Hill did. Obviously, not nearly as good, but they have someone who can who can do it. And then um, their offensive line is great now, which had been struggles for them in past seasons. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey, the best tight end ever, one of the um, defensive end of the ball has been a problem for them for a while. But I think just the uh, power of their offense kind of the, – the defense kind of is out of the picture. And I think it brings them to 12 wins like – it has done for the past three years or whatever it's been. Uh, offensive MVP, just go Travis Kelsey. And then defensively, I'm going to go with the new addition, Justin Reed. I like that pick. <clears throat> um, second place, I have the Chargers at 11 and 6. Uh, uh, Cole, you had them missing out of the playoffs, correct? For who? Denver? Chargers. Or no, Chargers who's... sneak into the seventh seed. Petey, you had him missing out? Who? Chargers. I did, yeah. All right, well, yeah. So I don't think, yeah, this is a team this year is their year. 
not to go all the way. I will get into that after, but this is the year they will be decently well. So uh, I'll go Herbert and I'll go say J.C. Jackson. But this team, I'll get into more of these teams later. But I think uh, Chargers 11-6. All right, coming in first place in the AFC West, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is so good. Uh, they're going to come in with a record of 13-4. and four. Uh, These other teams getting better. I don't think it matters that much. Andy Reid and Mahomes are going to find a way to get it done. And I think with them losing a, such a large piece like Tyreek Hill, it's going to have them resort to the run game a little bit more, which is why I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a little bit of a sleeper pick in that RB red zone. If we're talking fantasy football, RB dead zone. Um, and I think another thing is that not only rushing the football in terms of running backs, I think we're going to see Mahomes utilize his, his legs a little more. I know he's getting older, but he's still, what, 26, 27? Uh, he's not like Russell Wilson age where Russell Wilson just completely stopped running. We could see Mahomes scramble for 500 to 600 yards this season. And I think we see Reed get a little more crafty with his playmaking because he's going to have to. Uh, and I, I just think things fall in the right direction for them. And I think they win the division at 13 and four. So they're my pick to win the AFC West. My pick to win the AFC West, securing the two seed in the postseason, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I, I think this team, this team won 10 games last year. And they were very underwhelming. Uh, before the season on paper. Probably thought they were going to win six, seven games, maybe. But they ended up winning 10 with a lackluster roster. Their defense, a lot of people thought was going to be a problem last year, but they overachieved on defense. And I think they're only getting better this season. Um, Obviously, adding Chandler Jones, and I didn't know they added Walt Nichols, who was very solid for the Bears. He's injured right now. but the, The perfect game was broken up. Oh my God! He I didn't realize he was only at seventy nine pitches going into the ninth inning. Perfect yes. game. That, that that's like unheard of nowadays. Well, I've heard of it. PD, have you heard of it? Greg Maddox. I've heard it. of that. Not before. a perfect game, but like a shut up. You know, all right, guys. I think it was head enough. <laughs> um, obviously, pass catching wise, they have Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, who are two very established guys. Two of the best of at what they do in the league. Then Hunter Renfro, who is extremely underrated, had him in fantasy last year. Great player. Um, then Derek Carr, who I think, like Cole said, can break out for a possible MVP season. Um, the only thing that I find brutal about this team is their offensive line. I mean, they spent the first round pick on Alex Leatherwood a year ago, and I mean, he's he is uh, not good. Just listen to some of these names, though. Colton Miller, who I know. Um, and then John Simpson, Andre James, and Lester Cotton. Like, come on. What are we doing there? We had a, That has to improve. But I still think they get in the playoffs at 12-5 and five with that two seed in the AFC. And then, oh, MVP is going Devontae Adams. And I will also go with Max Crosby. Uh, and winning the division for me is... The Raiders at twelve and five. Uh, nice. I think for them, if they're, that's why I think the division. If all the teams will make the playoffs, it has to go in this order because I think the Raiders will either be an eight and nine, nine and eight team, or they have to outshine the rest and really 
I have every team in that division going three and three in the division play. So every team goes one and one against each other. But I think the Raiders, out of all the teams, capitalize on the other games. So I have them going 12 and five, getting the three seed. And they, I'll go, I'll go Devontae Adams and I'll go, I like the Max Crosby pick as well. All right. So that is all of our AFC picks. Uh, now I'm just going to go over the playoff seeds, how I have it. So I think the number one seed in the AFC is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the number two. Cincinnati Bengals are going to be number three. And Indianapolis Colts are going to be the four. Those are my four division winners. And starting last season, we had three wild card teams now. So my number one wild card team is going to be the Baltimore Ravens at 12 and 5. The Las Vegas Raiders at 12 and 5 are going to be number six. And then the number seven team just sneaking in there is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers with a record of nine and eight. Those are my AFC standings predictions. Uh, my seeding for the AFC is the one seed is the Buffalo Bills. Two, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Three, Cincinnati Bengals. And four, Tennessee Titans. Um, and then my wild card teams are the Cans. Oh, wait. The Baltimore Ravens at five, Kansas City Chiefs at six, and the Denver Broncos at seven. I actually have all of my wildcard teams have a better record than the Tennessee Titans <laughs> win their division. Uh, I got Bills 15 and two, Ravens 13 and four, uh, Raiders 12 and five, Colts nine and eight. Then it goes Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, those are all of our AFC picks. Tune in to tomorrow's episode. We're going to go over all the NFC standings. And then two days from now, we're going to go over our AFC and NFC championship picks along with all of our awards. So thank you guys for joining me, and peace out.